Hey, Navigators. I wanted to reach out and put something a little bit different out and also give you just a quick FYI. So the first thing is, this is a mini coaching. A lot of you have asked, what is that? And what is the thing you're talking about? So I wanted to share one with you. This is with my good friend, Willie Moore. And we were talking about he's going back to school and he had some questions about what are the different degrees that WGU has um, and what do they mean? And since I literally have one of the degrees that he was debating and I know a lot about WGU and their degree programs, uh, that's what we're going through in this one. So, you know, if you already went to college or don't care, this maybe is one to pass. The other thing I wanted to let you know is that I am in Panama for a week and a half. So uh, my releases are going to be delayed a little bit because, you know, sometimes you just need to take a break. So I just wanted to let you know, not dead, but uh, we'll be back on the air in a little over a week. So talk to you guys soon. Have a great week. Bye. So we're doing something a little bit different today. So today I'm going to have you peek in to a coaching call with uh, somebody I'm working with here, uh, Willie Moore. And I'm going to let Willie introduce himself here in a second. But just to give you an overview of what this is about, um, this is about, hey, I'm thinking about getting my degree in IT. I like IT You know, there's a couple of options. Now, this is focused on WGU, um, but this applies to a lot of the more, you know, different tracks of IT-focused degrees. So I thought this would be beneficial to to record. So, you know, without further ado, Willie, uh, introduce yourself. All right. Uh, Yeah, like you said, my name's Willie. Um, I have a real passion for computers, for IT stuff. Um, I'm I'm really interested in the security side of it, uh, whether that be security of the network, security of web-related things. And uh, honestly, right now, I have no idea which direction to go degree-wise. I know I want a bachelor's degree, but I'm not sure which one to get. Gotcha. So, so give us a background on you. Like what, what have you done up into your life to, to sort of get to the point where you're like, I want to go into IT. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because starting out, I really wanted to go into criminal justice. I wanted to be a police officer, eventually a detective. Um, and I joined the Marine Corps uh, in, in order to kind of further that goal because uh, military background is really important in that. So I did five years in the Marine Corps. Um, and I ended up being an aircraft mechanic uh, just because that's the job they had available for me. And uh, going through that, I, uh, I got, you know, you get bored on the weekends. And I was talking to my good friend Weston, who's also my brother-in-law. And uh, he, we, we really got into PC gaming. And I decided further down the line to build my own PC for gaming and going through that whole process and figuring out how everything worked and how to put everything together and, you know, how to, you know, find drivers and all that stuff. It just fascinated me. And I'm like, wow, I really enjoy working with computers. And 
it just gave me this passion to want to sit down at a computer and work every day. And, and that's just how it all started. Just building my own PC. Nice. Okay. So, um, let's talk a little bit about these degrees. So, um, obviously we're recording this for a podcast. So, so I'm going to read the two degrees off. One of them is a bachelor's degree in cybersecurity and information assurance. The other one is a bachelor's degree in cloud. No, I'm sorry, not cloud, uh, network operations and security. So what were, what, what was on your mind about these two degrees? Uh, well, I mean, the, the biggest thing for me was I, I really wanted to figure out which one would look better on a resume, which certifications that uh, these courses provides would look better for what I wanted to do, uh, which is basically getting into security. And to be honest with you, I don't know the field well enough to, to know which, which way I really want to go at this point. Um, I just know that I want to work in IT security because I want to learn how to code. I want to learn how to, you know, create a firewall and, and do all that stuff. And what else? Um, you know, I'd really love to, to work with a network um, and, you know, be the guy that really like, well, hey, you know, we have this area here where we're prone to, you know, being hacked or, you know, our personal information being leaked, our business information being leaked to the wrong people. And I want to be the person that stops that. Okay, sweet. So, okay, so we're going we're gonna to talk about these two degrees. So, so a little bit about me. Um, I know you already know this cause we've talked before, but, um, I'm a graduate of WGU and I've referred a lot of people. I, I don't know, probably over 50 people at this point to WGU because I'm, I'm a big believer in their degrees, but drilling down into it, if you go to their IT degree plan, um, the interesting part about WGU is a large chunk of it is certificate based. So when we look at the two, you know, the two degree plans, right, the, the ISA, the Information Security Assurance, or I guess it's just Information Assurance now, they keep changing the name. Um, the Information Assurance degree is cloud, certified cloud security professional and system security certified practitioner, uh, encryption specialist and incident handler, What's interesting is they dropped the CEH. They used to have certified ethical hacker in there. It's interesting that they dropped that. They might have moved it to the master's plan. But um, and then a whole bunch of other ones that are you know stepping stone type degrees, right? Like IT Network Plus, Security Plus, A Plus. And then if we look at the other degree, right? So if you go degrees IT and then look at the network operations and security. This is this is the degree that I got from the school. Now it is morphed because I graduated several years ago, but um, it starts. It's very Cisco and router focused, and then goes through security with a very network focused. So here's the thing that's that's interesting about your question. Initially, you'd said, "Hey, I want to do security, but then I also want to work with the network." So. Here's my here's my soapbox, Willie, about um, about anything network. Cisco is going to be 
usually the front runner on any features for a network. Um, and that's route switch only, sometimes firewall, but route switch only. Um, I think there's a lot of other companies now that come out with new and shiny things that um, maybe will will come before them. Like if you look at, uh, once once you look into like layer seven firewalls, you, are you familiar with those that concept at all? No, not at all. Okay, so there's like a firewall, like the old school thing that people think of as a firewall, right? And you write a rule and it's like, hey, I want to block this port and protocol from this place to this other place, right? Location A can't talk to location B or nobody except for location A can talk to location B on this port and on this, you know, on this protocol. Whereas, um, you know, a web application firewall and a layer seven firewall is like, well, anybody can talk to them as long as they're a member of this group and they might be authenticated by this other thing. But if they're not in this other group, then maybe they can, but only from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m., right? So it's a lot more, it's a lot more convoluted um, when you get to that. And the reason that I'm bringing that up is the difference between these two degrees lends itself to more, I want to go implement something versus I want to go do something. So, um, or I want to go design something, not I want to go do something. So, so spinning that out a little bit, the network operations and security degree is more, hey, I want to take this firewall and I'm going to put it on the network and I'm going to put an IP address on it and I'm going to write policy uh, based on our, you know, whatever our company's framework is, right? And if you work for a small company and you're, own, you're the only security guy, it's going, to be your, it's going to be your policy and you're probably going to be Googling, you know, how do you block peer-to-peer file sharing and all the things that all of the Uber security guys, we're always doing that, by the way. Peek behind the green curtain, we all use Google and we all talk and there's no, you know, there's guidelines suggested by different organizations that you go reference, but nobody knows it all. So take a breather. You don't have to memorize like some crazy formula. But um, the difference between these two is that the other side deals with some of the more nuanced data policy type stuff, right? So the application level firewall type stuff where, okay, we're only going to allow people in on a remote desktop if they've authenticated using this method and they have, you know, antivirus installed on their PC, right? So that is we're going to devise the policy and make sure it fits what we deem as secure for our organization. And the other one is, okay, now that I know what you want me to do, I'm going to go do it. So I'd say that's the difference between those two. Does that make sense? Kind of. So basically one, one of them is actually going to be, you know, plugging in the routers, running, running cables, and then the other one's going to be sitting at the computer, setting it up on that end. Is that, is that kind of close? No. So uh, yes, yes and no. And here's the thing. You're not going to go wrong with either of these degrees, but they both lend themselves a little bit differently to how you plan your career. And I think it's great that you're 
asking these questions before you go headlong into a degree and then you're a year in and you're like, actually, I want to do something else. Um, So the one degree, the network operations one is, hey, I'm going to plug stuff in and then I'm going to configure it based on the plans that somebody else gave to me. The other one is I'm going to write the plans and I'm also going to make sure that the plans that we wrote are being followed, right? So using tools to make sure that um, that port 80 is blocked everywhere on every firewall, right? That's not typically something that gets done by a network security guy. That's usually done by an enterprise security guy. Does that make sense? Like there's a, there's a distinction there between, hey, this is what you need to do network guys. And then I'm the network security guy and I actually do the things on the firewall. That's, t- I mean, and it, and it depends per organization. Now, do I think you can do that? I'm going to go put in the thing and configure the firewall with either of these degrees? Yes, yes, I do. But if you want the hands-on, I'm going to build a network, build firewall policy from the ground up experience, that is definitely the more network operations and security role. But if you're like, hey, I want to think about how do I secure an organization and I want maybe a better way to leverage myself into um, a policy definition and, you know, CISO role like way later down the line, the other degree may give you a little bit farther down the road initially, right? When you start off. Right. So what are you thinking? Tell me what's on your mind. Well, the thing is, is I would enjoy both of those things, but I feel like starting with the, the network operations and security degree would kind of give me a better idea of how the how a network should work like the policies will come down to me and i'll be like okay well i'm going to implement these policies i'm going to plug these in i'm going to configure them the way that that i'm being told to but i think further down the line it would be great to be on the other side of that as well where i'm like okay well now i'm going to write policies and i'm gonna you know think about how i can better secure this yeah. So I think starting at the network, network and operations security will give me a better understanding of, of, uh, of the other side of it. And I, I, would, I would agree with you there because the hard part about so, – so typically here's, here's how the networking world typically works. And everybody's story is a little bit different, but as a general rule, right, most people end up – hey, I'm going to go work at a managed service provider, an MSP. I'm going to go work in a NOC, a network operations center. I'm going to go work in a SOC, a security operations center, or I'm going to go do help desk, right? Those are your four main entrances into IT, like non-programming IT, right? right? So for the networking side, you know, getting into an MSP or a NOC, it's going to be a lot easier with that, you know, network operations and security um, stuff. Now, here's the other thing that, you know, you may want to consider, and I don't know if this is counterintuitive to, you know, 
I, I don't know what WGU's policies are about this, so you would want to check with them. But, you know, maybe you start with the network and operations stuff, right? Take your, your A plus and your network plus and your security plus. That exists in both degrees, right? So take those and get those out of the way because you're going to have to do them no matter which degree you do. Then do your CCNT, your CCNA, your CCDA, um, and your CCNA security. Then flip over to that that information assurance degree. Um, because the thing is, is, you know, if you want both of that, there, hey, why not? Why not get a little bit of, you know, what proves, okay, like I understand the basics of a network. So I know how to do the security. Like that is one thing to maybe consider in that. But again, you know, check with WGU. Um, and you may actually get into the CCNA stuff and be like, you know what? I'll just trust that the network guys are going to do it or we're going to move to SDN eventually anyways. And this may not matter. Um, and, and to be completely honest with you, Willie, that's my job, right? I automate the network and I know how a network works, but we also have these very good blueprints that we've been working on for 20 years and like, Hey, a network should talk from point A to point B like this. Hey robot, go do that. And I'm not saying it's not a valuable skill, but what I am saying is it may be, you know, instead of tying yourself to like, you know, doing all the core subjects and the key subject things, like just focus on those certs, right? Like the CCENT and the CCNA and all that stuff, mm -hmm. then go flip over to the other one. So okay. that is something to consider. Now you asked me a, another question too about master's degrees. So what what were you what were you uh, thinking about that? Okay, so master's degrees. Once I finish my bachelor's, I'm probably going to jump straight into a master's degree, uh, just so I can get it knocked out. And you know, because it, it's it doesn't take you know more than two years to get it. Mm -hmm. So there's the the master's in cybersecurity and information assurance, but there's also the MBA in information technology management, which one is better to move up in a company, the, the MBA or just the master's for cybersecurity? Okay. So this is a trickier question to answer, but I'm going to ask you some questions about your military time. So, so grant me some, some grace as a civvy because I may ask you stupid questions. You're going to be like, dude, that's not a thing, but <laughs> so when you, you know, when you had people underneath you that you were working with, or when you had, you know, superior officers, like what part of leadership did you enjoy the most? And what makes you feel like that would crush my soul? I would want to shoot myself. Well, yeah, I, I did actually have a lot of, a lot of both of those while I was in the Marine Corps. So my favorite part about being a leader was just taking care of the Marines and being like, hey, this is what you need to look good. This is what you need to get promoted. Mm -hmm. And I would give them a pathway, tell them, you know, do steps A through D and, you know, keep working on it and, and keep looking good. And I will make sure that people see this so that when the time comes for your promotion, you're getting promoted. Okay. The thing I hated was having them screw up and I had to sit there and, you know, reprimand them and write disciplinary paperwork or sometimes it got to the point where you know it's the marine corps so you yell you had yeah. to you had to yell at them because that's just how the how that culture is that was my least favorite part of that job 
Okay. So you liked helping people. Do you like, um, do you like politics? No, I, I hate, uh, I hate politics. <laughs> well, office politics, like that, that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Office politics and, you know, other politics is not my thing. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing to think about with a master's degree. So I feel like a lot of people think a master's degree is my ticket in to getting a senior level position. And it's really not. Um, I know a lot of people that I've worked with that have had master's degrees and I've been their senior engineer and I do not have a master's degree. Make it one someday. But what a master's degree shows is, hey, I can do something more advanced. And if you get that MBA, what, what you're telling is, hey, I know a lot about business, not just IT. So if you enjoy like you know, sales and marketing and the non IT stuff of, you know, stuff of business, you would definitely want to do an MBA, right? And if I were to go back and get my master's degree, I don't think I would get a master's in, and I I don't think I would get an IT degree. I would probably get a, a master's in business or leadership development or something like that. Um, only because a lot of the master's skills are going to be hyper-focused and niche you down in IT. And if that's what you want, they're amazing for that, right? So if you got the master's in ISA, that is a way to get like, hey, I'm head of, like, perfect example. One of the guys that I know, and I'm actually trying to get on the podcast, is head of cybersecurity for Wendy's. And the way we connected is because I reached out to him and I was considering getting my master's in information security assurance through WGU. And he graduated through WGU. I said, hey, tell me about this degree. What was your experience? So he's now the director of IT for Wendy's, right? But the challenge is, I don't know, and it, it's totally everybody's personality, and I'm not saying that you won't get promoted to CIO or anything like that with that master's, but it is less likely if you go down the, I have this IT degree. Does that kind of make sense? Right. So you would want to get just a normal business degree. Right. And, there, you know, there's nothing to say you couldn't get a master's in – you know, an MSIS, right? Or ISA or whatever. Let's see, I'm going to look so that I don't, so that I don't bastardize it. Uh, an MS in cybersecurity and information assurance. Um, so, you know, that degree is like, hey, I am a ninja and I know everything about cybersecurity from a policy perspective, right? Not I know everything, but I know a lot about it, right? From a manager perspective, I'm a, I'm a, ninja manager, right? I'm not just some Joe who's shown up. Um, whereas the MBA is like, I understand, I have my bachelor's degree in IT, so I know IT, I have these certifications. Um, but by the way, I also understand business. So I can lead the IT department to interface with the business. Because at the end of the day, this is what most IT people kind of forget. We love technology, right? Like 
I'm on a router, I want to see those five exclamation points that say, yes, your ping is working. I am compiling code. I don't want to see any debug errors. I am spinning up a VM. I want to be able to log into it. Like that's what motivates us. We're not really motivated by the business. But when you start to go to the next level outside of you know, okay, well, I'm kind of done just working on firewall policy. You have to remember, okay, so what is it we do here? Like, what what does this company actually do? Because all I know is the technology that makes this company do what it does. So, all in all, you know, it's it's really up to you. So, so what do you what are you thinking? Like, what's going through your brain? Walk me through that process. Well, I, I, you know, I, I like that idea. Um, honestly, I, it's turning me more towards the business degree. Because, uh, I mean, once you've worked at a company for long enough, you kind of know what they do. Uh, I mean, maybe not on the, on the business side of it quite within the first few years, but if you've worked there for 20 years, you know exactly what that business is going to do. So you're going to know the business side of it. So okay. getting the, that MBA, you're going to say, hey, I know what you guys do. I know how you do it, and I know IT. So I'm going to challenge you with something that you just said. You said if you work at a company for 20 years, the chances are, Willie, you're going to move every two to five years. Mm. I have never been somewhere longer than six years. Really? Yes. So here's the and, – and this is different – it is different when you're more business focused. You may stay somewhere longer. But here is a phrase that was given to me, you know, a few years ago. And it was actually somebody not in uh, IT at all. It was uh, a, a friend of mine. And, you know, I was really, I was really debating something. I had been with, um, I was a network administrator and I was working at a construction company in California. It was a big construction company. And, and, you know, I had a lot of, uh, you know, theoretically, I had a lot of room to run and, you know, good prospects. But the reality was, I either had to have a big, long, gnarly commute, or I had to change positions, because it was unlikely that I was going to get any real responsibility, more than what I had, without either moving to the corporate office, because that was, you know, before... You know, it, it sounds silly now, right? Because now it doesn't matter where your gear is. You just, you know, somebody somebody had the phrase, if you have to walk into the data center, you're doing it wrong, right? After you set it up once, you probably, we don't care, right? You, we re- remotely manage it. Right. But anyways, I was I was sort of angsty about this decision because I'd been offered a new position. It was, uh, it was with a managed services provider, actually. And my friend Kevin said, you know, sometimes you have to move out to move up. So I will send you, I will send you this article and it's from Forbes and it's not specifically focusing on IT, but the article goes on to say people who spend two years at a position and move after two years within 10 years, they make 50% more than the people who stay. Hmm. And if you think about it, right, if you think about it, on average, you're given a cost of living raise equal to inflation, maybe a little bit more, right? Maybe you're getting three to 5% per year, right? Maybe there's a bonus, maybe there's not, it just depends. But like if you're talking actual salary, 
you are most likely going to get more money if you move from one position to another. So, yeah, I, I suppose that does make sense because you're just you're moving to a higher position every time, or even if it is a regular or a you know a lateral moving position, the pay is probably better somewhere else. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so thinking, I mean, I want you to consider that, and obviously, you know, you've got to finish your your bachelor's degree before you get there. You may get fragged. I mean, this is what happened to me. I was like, yes, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to get my master's degree. And I finished my last class for my bachelor's degree. And I was like, no, I am not going to do that anymore. I'm going to work on some search for a while, but I do not want to get my master's degree right now. <laughs> so... I'm sure. I'm sure by the end of it, with all my free time, because you know, working full time, going to school full time. I'm sure by the end of it, I'll feel probably a little bit similar to that. Yeah, you know, if you have if you have the momentum to keep doing it, you know, I sort of wish that I would, but it ended up working okay because my wife ended up going back to school. So, you know, things happen the the way that they are. But if you have the momentum, yes, definitely keep it up. But you know, your feelings might change, right? You might get into it. And you might say, you know. I'm going to get a master's in leadership and development because that's something that you mentioned. You said, Hey, I love helping people. So, you know, maybe you do that and you become, you know, you know, some sort of leader, right? Because there's, the thing is, is all a degree proves is that you can stick to a goal, right? That is the only thing that it proves. Now the neat thing about WGU and other, um, schools that are based on certifications is that a lot of your degree is based on certifications that prove you actually know how to do stuff, not I learned something from some guy that should enable me to pass a certification, but I don't have to pass a certification to get my degree. So, and, and why I say that is I have a lot of coworkers <clears throat> who got, you know, undergrad degrees that, that were not based in certificates. So they took a CCNA class and they passed a test at school that was not the CCNA. So if you look at them on paper versus me on paper, I have my degree, they have their degree. I have a CCNA, they don't. They took a CCNA class, but they never passed it, right? So... I, I do think it's a smart method to at least bachelor's wise to go through, you know, and get those certs because it will definitely get you in the door a lot faster. Now, now just correct me if I'm wrong. You are not currently in IT, right? You are outside of IT? No, I'm a security guard. <laughs> okay. And that's okay, man. It's all right. So, so what other questions do you have? Um, so this, this is more, uh, specified through doing a class online. Um, now I've done a, an intro to programming class where I learned a little bit of the Java programming language back in 2011 before I joined the Marine Corps. Um, just cause I, I wanted to see what that was all about. And I really struggled in that class just because it was, it was an online class and the teacher wasn't real receptive to questions. They couldn't understand what I wasn't getting, so they couldn't really, you know, help me out with it. I still, you know, I still passed the class. I think I got, like, you know, a B or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, how is 
WGU in the sense of if I need help with a question or with a part of a course, how are they with helping you with that? Okay, so your mileage may vary. And here's how the structure works. Again, I'm not an official sponsor of WGU. I'm not a faculty member there, but I, I know it pretty well because I went through it. My wife is currently going through it. So you get assigned a mentor, right? So your mentor guy, your mentor gal, they, they tend to stick with you for most of your degree. Maybe you have your main mentor roll off and take another position. You get, you know, a different mentor. So you have this one person that calls you every week, every two weeks, whatever you guys set up to sort of, you know, cheer you on, say, Hey, how are you struggling? Like what, how was this week? How was module five of class, blah, blah, blah. And they advise you on, okay, you should tackle this degree plan by taking, you know, classes ABC first. Right. So, then each individual class has a class mentor. So I'll share some experiences. You know, there were some IT classes that, Willie, I've been in IT for 20 years. And when I went back to school, I think I had been in IT for 12 or 13 years when I first started my degree at WGU. So there were some classes that literally I took the pretest and then, you know, four days later I passed it, right? Then there were some other classes that, man, I really struggled through. Like I had a math class that took me 14 weeks, 12 weeks, something like that. I mean, it was awful. And what you do when you're struggling to understand a concept is you reach out to the course mentor and the course mentor will basically do what we're doing now, except they'll, they'll, you know, use video and use screen sharing and go through, okay, so what are you not understanding about ABC. And you'll say, well, I don't understand how A interacts with B. And then we get to C. And they'll walk you through that process. Now, I'll say one thing that's super important when you do a degree plan like WGU versus the, you know, traditional online versus traditional I go to school. So WGU, the thing that I love about WGU is that I am a type A monofocus person. I like to do one thing and do one thing well, kill it and move on to the next one thing that I'm going to do. It is not, I'm going to take five classes at a time. It is, I'm going to take one class at a time, focus on that one thing, get it to a point of mastery. You pass the class, there's no grades, and then you move on to the next thing. Then there's online school, where when you go to a traditional online school, some of them are monofocus, some of them are multifocus. And I don't know if those, I don't know if those are the, the official terms, but that's what I use because when I'm working on a project, I am monofocused on a project or I'm multifocused on multiple projects. Um, so when you go to the online schools where it mimics the interaction thing, it's like, okay, this week we're going to read you know, pages, you know, one through 150 in the textbook. And then you need to write, you know, five paragraphs on the forum about how you feel about this thing and interact with your peers. Um, WGU is very different than that. There's not a lot of interaction with other students and it can be a little bit grindy 
you know, you know, to use the grinding, you know, to use the gaming turn, it's definitely a grind, man. And there's, there's some papers that you're going to write and you'll be like, I don't give a crap about this. Why am I writing a paper about, you know, weights and measures in the state of Iowa, right? Um, and there's nobody to bitch and complain to. So, you know, you've got your wife and your kids, you know, your dog, you can complain to them or something. But um, there's, the one thing I will say that is different is that you're not going to have that human interaction and it's not going to be um, outside of LinkedIn because I have found some pretty good success with LinkedIn networking. You're not going to have any human networking through WGU. Do you know what I mean when I say human networking? Yeah, not face-to-face. Right. So nobody's going to know you as Willie from you know, the CCNA class that we took, right? Um, now they might, if you find them on LinkedIn and you join some of the LinkedIn groups, I think I've got hundreds and hundreds of WGU people that I've connected to. And some of them, I've just watched their careers, you know, skyrocket since I've connected to them. So, but that's something that you need to consider with your personality, right? Like, do I, do I do okay being left to my own devices early in the morning or late at night when I'm just focusing on this one thing? Or do I need the interaction of the replicated online school, which I will tell you uh, out of, you know, showing up in class to just do a class. Personally, I think that is the easiest, but it takes the longest, right? Because you're going to take one class and it's going to take four or six or eight weeks. And it's also going to be the most expensive because if there's four people there or if there's 2,400 people there, they're paying that professor for his time, right? The difference with WGU is a lot of it is you're doing it on your own and your work just, it's like, it's like a business in the sense that this is good enough, you pass, this sucks. You need to review, you know, sections one, two, and eight, and then give it back to us, right? Okay. So, so that that actually sounds good because I I am the person where I I don't do human interaction if I don't have to. Okay. Uh, I'm not a big face to face guy. I'm good left to my own devices. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that that's that sounds promising. I think that uh, I think that I'm making the uh, the right choice here. Uh, with that degree. Okay. So one thing I'm going to encourage you to do, once you get your first job, I want you to, I want you to call us back and we'll put you on the podcast. But one thing I want you to think about and encourage you to do is to make sure that you are going to meetups and user groups and stuff like that outside of your normal job so that you can expand your network of human people. Now, what, what do you mean by, by meetups and groups? What do you mean by that? <clears throat> okay, so there's a website called Meetup, and there are user groups, right? So you're going to be, when you get your job, they're going to say, okay, Willie, let, let's, let's assume that you go for the information assurance degree, and you end up in a security operations center, a SOC, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to say, Willie, you are going to run the Nessus scans and you need to, if anything weird comes up with the Nessus scan, your responsibility is go investigate that and figure out, you know, what, what this, you know, what the scan results mean. 
So here's what differentiates somebody who maybe is super awesome at their job, but doesn't have a good human network, and somebody who's, yeah, they're, they're pretty good at their job, but has an awesome human network, right? Mm-hmm. Does somebody who has a, an awesome human network, guys like me, get promoted? Because... I go to meetups, I go to user groups, I talk to people, I interact with humans, and I'm a lot like you. Like, I have had to train myself, you know what, I actually kind of like people as much as I want to throw my headphones in and listen to a podcast and ignore them, I need to pay attention to people and make connections because what's, what happens is, is you build up this network of people, right? And you will eventually find yourself in, uh, it's called a riff, a layoff, or you know, a riff is a reduction in force, layoff. You might even get fired. Willie, I've been fired. Um, and you're going to need your network of humans, your network of like, hey, I met this cool recruiter who knows me as a human at the Nessus meetup, you know, in North Denver, right? And you call that person you're not just, hey, I'm a nameless number on a screen, right? I'm Willie. I met you at the Nessus meetup because here's the thing. When you're dealing with recruiters, you have to remember, um, and, and most recruiters will tell you this, if you actually ask them this, they are salespeople. And they are selling you to someone else. And if they're going to sell you to someone else, you have to sell yourself to them. So what what do you think that means? Uh, I mean, you need to show them that you're capable of doing it so that, you know, there's no doubt in their mind they can help sell you. They know how to sell people. So, but right. if, you, if you show them how, you know, what you're capable of, it's much easier for them to sell you because they, they know you. They know what you can do and what you've done to get there. Correct. So who are they going to sell better? Are they going to sell like, hey, this guy is awesome and he has every single Nessus certification possible versus Willie has like seven of 10 Nessus certifications possible, but I've known him and he's shown up to the user group time and time again. And I'm the recruiter that is there every so often bringing, you know, coffee and donuts or pays for drinks or whatever. And I know Willie. Who are they going to sell more? Probably the one they know. The one they know. And that is why I'm going to encourage you. Now, you obviously, you can't do everything, right? But meetups are typically once a month. Every so often, they're twice a month. Like, most of them aren't. Some of them are once a quarter. But, you know, you're in Denver. I'm in Denver. You know, if you go the IA route, I would love to take you to OWASP. That's my favorite example for a meetup that works. So OWASP is the open web application security. Why can I never remember the name of OWASP? Uh, Open web application security project. I always think it's platform. What they are is they're they're non-profit. Here's how you write secure code organization. But the cool thing about OWASP, if you're looking at security, is that it brings together programmers, it brings together pen testers, it brings together network security people, it brings together network people, it brings together recruiters, it brings together, you know, directors, like it's just a nice mix. And it's typically not to, hey, let's sell you this product, you know, blah, 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 every so often there's something like that. But 
But the thing is, is you meet people in all these different things. And if you decide, you know what, I've been doing this Nessus thing for a while and I noticed there's continually all of these ports open. I wonder what it would be like to like actually manipulate them. It's going to be a lot easier for you if you're going to a meetup where there's pen testers to go call those people and be like, hey, do you remember me? I met you at the OWASP meeting. How would I become like you? How do I get into your job? Right. So it's just, it's a lot easier to move around in your career if you know people like that. Right. Yeah. That's something I'm going to, I'm going to need to work on, but uh, actually that OWASP actually sounds like it'd be really fun to go to. I'll take you to it. You'll, you'll be my guest. The next one that I'm in town for, I'll take you to, but um, you know, and that goes for anybody listening, you know, OWASP is awesome. Reach out to them. You know, you have to be a member. I think it's like five, 10 bucks or 30 bucks or something, but typically the, the meetups are pretty phenomenal and they usually have a lot of conferences that are, pretty cheap as far as IT conferences go. Um, But, you know, like I said, you have to build that human network because what happens is, you know, you're going to have, when you first enter in, you're going to have like five to 10 to 15 years of solid growth. And if you keep your human network continually growing and expanding, um, you will continue that pace. But if you don't and you just know the people that you've worked with and you only stay at one place, you're most likely going to run into a place in your career where you're stuck. So so how, how did you go about finding these groups like OWASP? Is it, is it all through LinkedIn or how do, how do you go about finding a group like that? Like if I wanted to find one in Northern Colorado uh, around where I live, where, where would I go to find a group like that? So, let me answer your question with a question. How do you find a mechanic? Uh, you Google them, I guess. Yeah, you Google it. But um, I'm okay. I'll stop being. I'll, I'll stop being annoying. So, no, no that's, that's not what I was saying. I, I, I didn't. I just never looked for a mechanic before. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you Google it, right? So what I would look for is. Um, I would say, okay, um, meetups for, you know, I, I love when you're early in your career, differentiating yourself as a subject matter expert in something, okay? So for me, my first thing that I was a subject matter expert in, I was a subject matter expert in 3Com NBX phone systems. Now, I no longer do voice over IP because... I hate it. And it's there are two things in technology that I will never, ever, ever do again. I will never do phones and I will never do email because people lose their minds when those services go down. I lose all of your backup files of Aunt Mamie's, you know, pictures or whatever. You're going to be really mad. But you're going to be like, oh man, technology's hard. If you pick up your phone and you can't have, hear a dial tone or you send an email and you have to wait more than 14 milliseconds, you're, you're going to poop your pants. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but you know, that was my experience. And so I actually reached out to three at the time and I said, Hey, like what, how do I get training on this? Like, how do I meet these people? And so I actually, I went to a couple three events, you know, that were happening around me. So, so if you're in a sock or if you're in a knock, there's going to be a user group for that thing. 
So, you know, whatever tends to be the thing that you like the most and is like, you know, you think it's important, right? If it's, if it's like something weird, there might not be a meetup for it, but most like main vendors and technologies are going to have meetup groups. And if they don't, you just go to meetup.org and you can start your own. So, so meetup itself is a company and you just join meetup and you can search for it. So if you were to go to just Google meetup and you can go through there, a lot of the meetup groups are, you know, they're going to be sponsored by somebody, right? OWASP is, OWASP is unique. And that's why I love OWASP is because, excuse me, um, it is sponsored by a 503C corporation, you know, not-for-profit um, organization. Whereas, you know, if you go to the Cisco user group, um, my experience, and I've been to Cisco user groups in Northern California, Southern California, Colorado, uh, I think that's the only three states that I've been to them at, they're a little bit salesy, right? Because it's Cisco and it's Cisco telling you how to do Cisco stuff. Have I made awesome connections there? Yes, yes, I have. Like, I wouldn't have met the VP of professional services if I hadn't gone to that, right? So, so does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm I'm on the Meetup website right now, and there's there's, a, there's so much in Northern Colorado. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a ton. There's a there's a lot, and you know, if you can't find something. Um, if you can't find something near you, there's always forums, right? So that is a little bit more challenging. Um, I have this amazing love-hate relationship with Reddit. Here's what I love about Reddit. There's some awesome people on Reddit. Here's what I hate about Reddit. There's some terrible people on Reddit. <laughs> so when it comes to, hey, I just need advice on this technology, the, the forums on, you know, the subreddits that are focused on a technology are usually quite good. And sometimes, you know, hey, I am currently an employee of VMware. There are some like subreddits that are, you know, this is my words, not VMware's words. Let's make that perfectly clear. There are some, there are some subreddits where, they have amazing advice, potentially worded more clearly than some of our knowledge base articles. On the same note, there are some advice that people hand out on that subreddit that's like, you are going to completely crater your environment if you do that. That's a terrible idea. Don't do that. Now, most of the time, there's knowledgeable enough people in there to go, that's a terrible idea. Don't do that. But, you know, if you don't know and you're freaking out and something is broken, that so where am I going with this? Where I'm going with this is there's online forums that you can get involved with, but that may help, you know, build your brand a little bit because you can say, oh yeah, I'm really active in the blah, blah, blah forum and a hiring manager may go look you up. But, you know, LinkedIn and stuff like that and actually knowing people and talking to them and having them remember you is going to do more for you in the long run than being super awesome on a forum. Okay. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Because I, I, my whole thing is, okay, I'm getting this degree. That's the easy part. How do I, you know, 
how do I get a job with no experience? Meeting people that that might just be my way in. Yep. And the one thing that I would that I would keep in mind is your first job is not the job that you should stick with forever. Right. <laughs> like I said, my first job, well, my one of my first job, my first jobs were contracting and they were network stuff and they were awful but my like first really good long-term job you know after the dot-com stuff exploded what like i said was working with recom nbx phone systems which aren't even a thing anymore right like that technology doesn't even exist and if i hadn't if i hadn't grown and adapted i would be out of a job right now right so you just you have to remember that like you are constantly going to have to evolve what is willing. What am I doing now? What am I doing next? Okay. That's, that's, uh, I'll have to work on that. I'm, I'm actually excited to, to keep it going and seeing where technology goes because it, it fascinates me. Yep. Absolutely. If I can, you know, if I can give you a tip, one thing, if you, you know, if you land somewhere, one thing to get your feet wet in is automation. If you can find a way to automate stuff that will make you so valuable, right? Because if you can make people happy by removing the stupid crap they have to do over and over and over again, you will be very valuable and people will pay you a lot of money for that knowledge in your head. So keep that in mind as you're evaluating positions. Okay. I'll, I'll have to look into that because I, I know nothing about it yet. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get Hopefully. there. Yeah, hopefully soon I'll know. <laughs> so what else do you have? Anything? Um, you know, I, I think you've you've answered a lot of the questions that I had and a lot of questions I didn't even know I had until now. So I, I think I'm good. That's all good, man. I'm glad to help. I'm glad to help. Hey, if anybody listening wants to give us a question or, you know, if you want to sign up for one of these mini coaching sessions, go to my website, anglefreeit.com. And off to the right, you're going to see that there is a little send us a voicemail and just click on that. You know, it's limited to five minutes because we're running a podcast and I don't want, you know, 30 minute questions that we have to put in, but you know, go and sign up. And if you have questions, I would love to answer them. So, Hey, Willie, thanks for, thanks for taking the time uh, to meet with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for for all your advice. I I really appreciate it. I needed the help. So (laughs) no worries. And if any of you are, you know, have any questions, just let us know. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.